We're starting with a video. All right, well, that's called the marshmallow test. And the whole point of the test was to see whether these children were able to exercise self-control or whether they would choose immediate pleasure. And let me ask you, if that was you, if that was you, would you have waited for the second marshmallow? Or would you have eaten the first one immediately? Uh, tonight, we're talking about self-control, which is defined as this, the ability to control oneself, in particular, one's emotions and desires, especially in difficult situations. Now, the opposite to self-control is the lack of self-control, impulse, and rashness. Self-control can be um, exercised in all areas of our lives, whether it be eating, whether it be um, choices in, in the way we spend our time, uh, in the words that we use. The question is, are you in control of these decisions or do they just happen without you actually thinking about it, without you actually being in control? And the Bible has much to say about self-control, starting in the Proverbs. Proverbs 25, 28. And this is where we begin. A man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. And we see that a life, we see there is a very clear distinction with life that exercises self-control and a life without self-control. Galatians 5, 23 describes the fruit of the Spirit, meaning these, the attributes of those who walk in the Holy Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. 2 Timothy 1.7, for God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Self-control is something that is given to us by God for the sake of His goodness and the sake of His plans. But the reality for us is that for many of us, we lack self-control. Now, why do we need self-control? Two reasons that the scripture gives to us. Number one, the heart controls the man. Uh, let me read you this quote. The soul of a man is the fountainhead of life, and when it is contaminated, so is life. For when the heart is corrupted, the streams of life are polluted, since all of life stems from this one spring. Maurice Meredith the ability to exercise self-control in our heart ultimately translates into the way we live our lives. Proverbs 4.23, above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. Proverbs 27.19, as water reflects the face, so, one, uh, so one's life reflects the heart. The beginning of self-control is not necessarily our action, but is actually our heart. How we think and feel ultimately dictate the way we act. Our actions are just a translation of our heart. The second reason why we need self-control is because without it, we are out of control. We need to exercise self-control because our nature, our sinful nature, makes us chaotic. 
if we do not exercise and grow our self-control, then we have the potential to do some really, really big and dumb things that can be hurtful to ourselves and other people. Proverbs 12, 15 The way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. Proverbs 14, 12. There is a way that appears to be right, but in the end it leads to death. That's how we are, right? That's the human nature. Proverbs 28. Those who trust in themselves are fools, but those who walk in wisdom are kept safe. Man cannot be left alone. And, and some of you are going to disagree with me on this, but the sinful nature of man tells us that our nature is actually chaotic. Our nature is actually destructive. And if we don't make good moves to healthy places, then actually what we're going to exercise is this chaos and sinfulness in our lives, and that's going to be destructive. Even at the best of times, even with the best of intentions, it goes wrong at the end because at the end of the day, the only standard we know is our own judgment and our judgment is not good. It's tainted. The standard of right and wrong must be somewhere besides our own heart, meaning we need to pause and exercise self-control And as the Proverbs would say, we need to subject our will to God's will. Man must give his heart to God and trust in God's judgment. Proverbs 3, 5 to 8, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your Bones. Proverbs 19, 21. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. You on your own, even at the best of times, will not produce goodness. We need to trust in something bigger and better, and that is our God. So how do we achieve self-control according to the Proverbs? The Proverbs are going to give us two pieces of really good advice on how we exercise and grow our self-control. Number one, through discipline and instruction. The wise man described in the Proverbs receives both discipline and instruction without arrogantly scorning them. And for a man to receive instruction and discipline, they must start with humility, knowing that they need help and advice. Proverbs 10 verse 8, the wise in heart accept commands, but a chatty fool comes to ruin. Proverbs will tell us that there are three groups of people that we need to receive this discipline and instruction from. First one is this, God. Proverbs 3.11, my son, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke. Proverbs 16.9, in their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Wisdom begins with the fear of the Lord. How can we be wise? How can we exercise wisdom if we're not listening to God 
if we're not receiving discipline and instruction from God himself. And this is the first step of self-control. It is that we need to hear and fear God. Secondly, Proverbs will tell us that we need to receive discipline and instruction from our parents. Proverbs 6 Verse 20 to 22, my son, keep your father's command and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Bind them always on your heart. Fasten them around your neck. When you walk, they will guide you. When you sleep, they will watch over you. When you are awake, they will speak to you. And we spoke about this a few weeks ago when we talked about parents and children, but parents are called to give discipline and instruction to their children. This is their role as parents and as children, we need to learn from them. And we might be thinking, well, our parents are older. They're from a different generation. Uh, They don't understand our culture. But friends, they have lived many a life They have lived many more years and they have learned to exercise self-control in situations and circumstances that you have never gone through. And so we need to listen. We need to listen and we need to adhere instruction from our parents. And the third group of people that we need to listen to 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 achieve self-control is others. Proverbs 12, 1, whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but whoever hates correction is stupid. Yes, the Bible uses the word stupid. There are people in your life that can provide you instruction and discipline. For me, one of these examples are my mentors. I'm very blessed to have uh, a few mentors from around the world that I'm always ready to ask for advice. I'm always ready to listen. But the thing about this, these other people, they're there for you, but you've got to be in a place where you can hear them. You know, these are people that not only do you ask for advice, but you need to let them speak into your life and you need to be ready to listen. Proverbs 27, 5 and 6. Better is open rebuke than hidden love. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. A wise man, a wise man humbly accepts advice, but the foolish man dismisses any advice, chooses not to listen to anyone else but themselves because they think they don't need anyone. And the Bible will tell you that is foolishness. So first thing is this, ask yourself, who do you listen to? Who do you allow to speak into your life? And if you're, if you're thinking about this question and you've got no one, then you are walking down the line of foolishness. Because at the end of the day, you are your greatest authority and you're leading yourself. And that's not even blind leading the blind. As scripture will say, that's stupid leading the stupid. Okay? So, first thing, you need instruction and discipline from those around you, from God, from parents, and from other people. The second way that we can learn and build self-control is through self-restraint. What is self-restraint? It's the ability to say no. 
Proverbs 16, uh, 32, better a patient person than a warrior, one with self-control than one who takes a city. Proverbs 4, 23 to 27, above all, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free of perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Gaze, uh, Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the past for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn from the right or the left. Keep your foot from evil. Proverbs 23, 19. Listen, my son, and be wise and set your heart on the right path. All these verses are talking about walking the straight road and the ability to say no to whatever is on either side. The ability to exercise self-restraint is a way that we grow and build our self-control. However, this is where we fail the most. And that was our question for fellowship time. What's, you know, what's one food that you can't say no to? But this is a thing. Self-control is involved in all areas of our lives. Let me ask you, what's the one area in your life that you can't say no to? Is it in relationship? Is it in physical intimacy with someone you're dating? Is it in the words that you say to people? Is it in the way that you talk to your children or your parents? Where is it that you just can't say no? But if we want to grow and if we want to exercise self-control, we need to learn to say no. We need to learn to exercise self-constraint. Self-control is like a muscle that needs to be exercised. As we exercise it more and more, it becomes stronger. And the way we exercise uh, and, and grow it is by listening and receiving discipline and instruction from God, from our parents, and from our peers. And secondly, learning to say no. Anyone that's been on a diet, you would know this. It's not necessarily about you know, just going to the gym. The hardest thing about dieting is saying no to foods that you shouldn't eat or saying no to, to extra sleep in the morning rather than going and exercising. It's so hard to say no because the problem with this is we are the instant generation, right? We, we are known as the instant generation. We are a generation that don't know how to wait. We're not a patient generation. We, we want things and we want them now, right? Our favorite food group, our generation's favorite food group is fast food, Right? That's our favorite group because it's food and it's fast and we want it now and it tastes good. Doesn't matter if it's healthy or not healthy, but we just want things now. But this, the, the goal of self control is not just to say no for the sake of saying no, but it's the idea of saying no for something greater. It's and there's this phrase called delayed gratification. And delayed gratification is defined as this, the act of resisting an impulse to take an immediate available reward in the hope of obtaining a more valued reward 
in the future. The ability to delay gratification is essential to self-regulation or self-control. Delayed gratification is the message of Scripture. The way that we live in this world is I want it, I feel it, and I want it now. So if I'm hungry, I'm just going to go eat, right? If I'm lonely, I'm just going to go and date. You know, if I have these sexual desires inside of me, then I'm going to just go and do something that appeases that immediately. However, the Christian message in Scripture that continues to tell us is, no, you need to say no because there is something greater. There is something greater in our lives, and that is to live with Christ and Christ forever. To say no to the pleasures that are immediately available to us, sin, the ways of the flesh, the things of this world that would give us instant pleasure, and instead we hold off. We hold off for that thing that is bigger, and what that thing that is bigger is a future glory, an eternal glory. Today, I will make decisions that will benefit my future. That's delayed gratification. That's the point of self-control. 2 Corinthians 4.17, and our journey groups, well, my journey group, you should know this, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that outweighs them all. An eternal glory that outweighs them all. And the question that you and I need to ask today is not, can I exercise self-control? The question that we really need to ask ourselves is, is the future worth it? Is Christ worth it? Is eternity worth it? Is your eternity with Christ worth it? Worth more than the immediate pleasures of life today? Is faithfulness in your marriage worth more than, uh, you know, meeting the needs of your sexual desires? Is longevity in your health worth more than going and eating a kebab tonight? Is maintaining a healthy relationship in your family worth it more than just blurting out whatever words are are in your head? As a Christian, that's what we have to weigh up. Is eternal life with God in heaven worth more? than the pleasures, the immediate pleasures of this life today? And that's the question you need to think about. As I was thinking about this this message, this, this phrase came to mind, just because you can doesn't mean you should. And that's the underlying phrase of self-control. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Just because you can make a comment on someone's social media doesn't mean you should. Just because you could go out and eat three different types of fast food doesn't mean you should. 
Just because you can date 15 girls before you're 30 doesn't mean you should. Just because you can, you know, have an extra hour and a half of sleep in the morning doesn't mean you should. Wisdom tells us that we need to exercise self-control. That a life that exercises self-control is so different to one with a lack of self-control. And I want to finish with this. Self-control is one of those things that is so easy to talk about and yet so hard to exercise. I want to get nice and close because <laughs> I can because it's just, it's just one of those things today, right? Here we go. If you're struggling with self-control, like me, and I'm not preaching this as if I've got it down pat, right? I struggle with self-control in many, many areas of my life, right? To not be able to choose delayed gratification, but I want things and I want things now. Like probably the most of you, Struggling with self-control in certain areas of our lives, whether it be sin, whether it be our words, our thoughts, or even our temptations. For some of us, we've just ridden it off. And for some of us, we just think, you know what, this is never going to change. I'm never going to change. This is never going to get better. And for you, I want to share with you 1 Corinthians 10, 13. And it reads this, no temptation has overcome, uh, overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful. And that's the key phrase. God is faithful. And he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Friends, the key phrase in that is this, is God is faithful. God is faithful. Any temptation that is in front of you, Scripture tells us that God can and will make a way out. And so do not lose hope with whatever area that is in your life that you struggle with self-control. Do not lose hope because God will find a way for you. And there is that way. And it might be not an easy way. It might be a long and windy way. But there is a way. God will show you that way. So trust him. Like the scriptures say, trust him with all your life. Friends, choose wisely whether you will choose self-control, delayed gratification, or you will just choose to live your life for the moment. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. That is self-control and that is is what the Lord wants for each and every one of us. Let's pray.